0: Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hi, Sim. Hey, Sonia. How's your week been? It's been good. I have come to a realization though. Oh my God, tell me. Now, I was redoing my budget because that's what you do um, when you move to a new country. I've been doing it way more frequently. (laughs) And I've also realized that I've not been sticking to it whatsoever. But obviously, when you move to a new country, you're going to be spending more money. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But I realized how many extra costs I have added to my monthly budget. For example eyelashes but they look good eyelash extensions <laughs> those of you who don't know thank you they look great and I love them so much um but they're also like 40 to 60 dollars to get them infilled filled like every three to four weeks
1: okay I feel like that's not like too bad
0: if it's like one thing is there anything else that you feel like is yes I'm just so glad you <laughs> asked I would love to tell you. <laughs> um, but I have also been getting my nails done on a regular basis. And like with tips and tacks and everything involved, that will probably be $80 for a gel nail. I've also started committing to a monthly facial. And that is like between $80 to $100 with tip, maybe 120 So everyone's like, your skin looks so good. Like you look so fresh. And I'm like, thank you. I am paying a lot for it.
1: What is that quote? Like it's expensive to be a girl. I think you're like the epitome of it this month. Like you're gorgeous your nails are done your hair looks good you and you just walk better when you like feel better
0: but what is that monthly um I have no idea but I always complain that I don't have money and then I look at my expenses like when you sit down with your budget and like I went through my bank transactions which is not always the funnest thing to do but you have to do it sometimes and I was just like who am I in Canada like I was not doing this in New Zealand did I just not care about myself or maintenance <laughs> when I was home <laughs> Like what's happening here?
1: I don't think it's that. I think, you know, when you go on holiday, you're like, oh, holiday money is not real money. I feel like maybe you feel like you're still on a holiday. If you're listening at home and you want an episode where we break down how Sonia went through her budget and how she like got it wrapped around, because I think we've all been there. We've all had like a month or two where we're like, wait, is this the Wild West? Am I just like printing money to be like, am I the Fed?
0: Bro, September was just such a write-off. We had so much travel and I was just like looking at all my CVS transactions (laughs) and it was like $10 like at least two times a day and it would be like bottled water. and cough medicine.
1: In your defense, you you were on your deathbed when we were there. So true, so true.
0: But anywho, how's your life? Do you know
1: what? It's funny that you mentioned that you have been spending a little bit more because I have come to the same realization in terms of my nails. I would never get my nails done. And then I would like kind of test the waters a little bit and like do one here and there. And now I've committed to every month or I guess every three weeks getting my nails done. And it's quite expensive for me. I mean, it's like, 60 to 80 new zealand dollars which is i guess you know somewhat similar in canadian dollars and it's not a great feeling to spend the money but i feel so good afterwards i feel like a new woman my mood drops when my nails are chipped i don't know why it's like a direct correlation my
0: mood drops when your nails are chipped and when i have to see it so it's fair
1: right so many people will comment on it i am that girl to the point where like We once were out and someone took a story, and my hand was on the table and there were chipped nails. And someone replied and was like, Is that
0: Simran? Like a Simran? Oh my gosh. See, that's insane because you're actually someone who gets their nails done like way more frequently than I do. And somehow they're still always constantly chipped. Like, what are you doing? We work from home, we work from a laptop.
1: I do hard labor. I am like renovating, I am pulling, I am. Like, giving my body away to people to, like, fix their homes. Like, I just get down and dirty and
0: my nails... That is a great lead up to our topic today. What are we talking about? We are talking about
1: the literal lawsuit by the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission in the US, where they fined Kimberly Kardashian for $1.26 million for a cryptocurrency advertisement and... Guys, I literally read the court documents for you today. I have come with all the tea. It was a order instituting cease and desist. Like, God, I don't know what that means, but I'm here to talk about it with you. We wanna discuss a few things. One, what did Kim do? Two, why does it matter? What was the product that she was speaking on that was so bad? And what does this mean for celebrities in the future and also countries in the future? You know, how does this affect you? Because at the end of the day, it is piping hot tea, but there's also a lot of legal involvement. And I think it's going to start changing the way that celebrities interact with cryptocurrency and other investment, you know, ads and schemes. So are you ready for this one today?
0: This is Sims episode. Like we usually have episodes episodes planned and she was like no we're doing this and i was like i'm all for this i'm really excited for sim to just get red-faced and like let you know all the details. And you know it's a serious episode when she uses Kimberly, not Kim Kardashian. Who is calling this woman Kimberly? Tell us, what did Kim do?
1: Well, just to give you a little bit of background, the SEC is kind of like the police when it comes to financial markets. They would be the people that tell off Elon Musk if he posts something incorrect on Twitter about companies. They would be the people that would get in sort of like Make sure companies aren't doing insider trading. They're the police of the financial world in the US. Just to give you a little bit of background. So you never want the SEC knocking at your door in the same way that you don't want the FBI knocking at your door.
0: Before we get into the show, a huge thank you to HSBC for powering this week's episode. 80% of money media tell women to spend less and make them feel bad about money, yet more than 67% of women want to learn about their finances and grow their wealth. We are so proud to be partnering with HSBC as they pave the way for financial well-being and diversity, which aligns with our mission of empowering women. An integral part of HSBC's mission is to empower and support each customer with the unique wealth needs, whenever and wherever they are. So whether you're at the very beginning of your wealth creation phase and taking your first steps in investing, or you're starting to think about passing your wealth and values to the next generation, HSBC can connect you to global opportunities at every stage of your wealth journey. Jump onto the link in the description to find out more. All right, back to the show. So on June 13th,
1: 2021, Kim Kardashian, a well-known media personality and businesswoman, put up an Instagram story. And I want to read out the story to you word for word. It is all in capital letters. It is so unhinged. Are you guys into crypto? Four exclamation marks. This is not financial advice, but just sharing what my friends just told me about the Ethereum Max token. Exclamation mark. A few minutes ago, Ethereum Max burned 400 trillion tokens, literally 50% of their admin wallet, giving back to the entire Emacs community. Hashtag Emacs. Hashtag <laughs> Disrupt History. Hashtag Ethereum Max. Hashtag WTFEMAX. Hashtag GIOPMax. At Ethereum Max. Hashtag Ad. And then the biggest like, letters or like the biggest font is swipe up swipe up to join the Emacs community and then that leads to the Ethereum Max website and Sonia will like break us break down what Ethereum Max is because, because oh my god it is just completely unhinged but the fact that she put that story up meant that she ended up having to pay 1.26 million dollars. Why? It's because she violated section 17b of the securities act where a person cannot put promote a security without fully disclosing the receipt and amount of such consideration from an issuer. So this is why the SEC said she is in trouble because she did say hashtag ad and for most things, isn't hashtag ad enough? Not in her case because she did not disclose that she was being paid $250,000 for the ad. She had had to disclose that number because she didn't. She got in trouble. Also, because it linked directly to the EthereumX website, which would in result encourage people to join, it suddenly becomes a financial product that she's pushing and she hasn't disclosed her compensation does that make sense
0: it does make sense i think the story thing is hilarious i just imagine like a skims story and then she posts that and then she goes back to posting skims again it's like hilarious this woman has never spoken about crypto in her life and all of a sudden she's like are you guys into crypto I just
1: i find it so interesting for a number of reasons but The thing that baffles me the most, it was only $250,000. Yeah.
0: You have a lot of theories on this. Do you want to share your most controversial one?
1: Thank you for letting me. My controversial theory is that I believe the Kardashians are broke because they have such... Think about their lifestyle. They pay for hair and makeup glam every single day. They have these people fly out with them on their private jets to every location. Like, I can only imagine what it costs to be kim kardashian's hairstylist let alone being her full-time hairstylist let alone being like oh i'll come with you but if you fly me first class and get me a nice hotel like everywhere they go they've also got they like all of themselves in those you Now there's like instagram giveaways where it's like lots of like louis vuitton bags they always do a lot of those and that just feels very like desperate to me between you me and like everyone listening I don't think $250,000 is a lot for a cryptocurrency ad because you're putting your entire reputation on the line. Like we have never done any crypto ads. We've been approached by them and I've been like no. And if someone came up came up to us today with the following that we have right now and said, "I'll pay you $250,000 for a crypto ad." I'd be like, "No thank you. Like keep walking." that will end our career.
0: Now what is Ethereum Max? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Now first of all as Sim said um, it's not related to Ethereum at all which Ethereum is another token. Fun fact it's actually like the second most popular token um, after Bitcoin. But Ethereum Max made Emacs tokens available in May of 2021 so they're pretty new and they made them available for public trading on a decentralized crypto asset trading platform. Now D- decentralized is a little bit of a jargon term there we do have a crypto one-on-one episode so if you want more jargon terms like broken down that's a really good episode to go back and listen to but quickly decentralization um, is essentially just the process of shifting control from one may group to several smaller ones now what i found particularly interesting about the Emacs tokens which is why I kind of understand why they approached kim to promote it you can get special access to to the hottest restaurants and clubs. And the Kardashians are based in Los Angeles. And I feel like everything in Los Angeles is like social currency and like social media currency. So these, this token that's been branded to like get you that special access, like it makes sense why so many people like bought it after Kim Kardashian like promoted it.
1: I just find it so interesting that like I can just imagine how they tried to convince her into this like hey this is like for greater good this is like a social currency token it can like have enhancements and like lets you like add economic value um because like you said they've got like that social aspect to them the only issue with Emacs is they are very much um using social media to push up the price of the token and then there was this huge dump and so it was a big pump and dump scheme so a lot of people that followed Kim and followed other celebrities because she was not the only person that spoke about this they ended up losing money so not only was it like you're promoting something without sharing how much you're being paid for it you're also promoting something that isn't a very safe investment like this wasn't her saying get bitcoin or ethereum which maybe have some longer lasting attributes. This was like a very cheap token, so it was just a bit embarrassing. I did want to ask you, Sonia, what do you think this means for celebrities in the future? Like, do you think we'll just never see any more brand endorsements by like crypto companies?
0: I think it's a great learning lesson because she got paid 250,000, which is a lot of money, which she did not disclose. Um, And she had to fork out over a mil to the the sec. And it's just like, I think it's a good learning lesson for other celebrities, and I think there was a lot of um, social commentary and accountability um, that I saw on social media and TikToks, I guess, warning consumers when celebrities do promote crypto. It will teach people that there are serious consequences um, when you take on deals like this without doing your research without the proper disclosures. Um, There was actually a university professor at the University of Toledo College of Law. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right but his name is Eric Chafe and he actually made um, a really interesting comment about celebrities and how the um, SEC might treat financial endorsements in america in the future this is a direct quote from him um the fact that kardashian chose to settle the case means that any nuance about how the sec might look at such cases will be lost for now in the meantime the sec will most likely maintain a strict view about the need for clear language about how a celebrity is being compensated for promoting any asset including a digital one because i think as a consumer myself if i know how much for example, Kim Kardashian is getting paid to promote the product. That's going to trigger some critical thinking in me. I'm going to be like, hmm, <laughs> let's evaluate the facts here, Sonia. Um, does she use it? One, probably not. Two, she's getting paid a heck of a lot of money to promote this product. So I just think the incentives are not great in this case and three it would probably just um encourage me to do a little bit more research on the coin itself because when these schemes come about and these celebrities and when these influences are like nfts or like crypto and all yada 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 um it targets our most vulnerable populations people who don't maybe have the highest financial literacy um or i guess like the time to be doing that research people who are in desperate situations and I think that's something to think about um, because it's easy to be like who would actually buy the coin in terms of how celebrities will be impacted in the future I think it's a good learning lesson and I definitely think that people will be more careful because this is this is a really big consequence to be honest
1: oh absolutely like the SEC has always been like we will tell you off like we will do something but for them to actually do it is like a really... Big deal. It's interesting to see that other countries are also cracking down on celebrities sharing this kind of data. I mean, if um, not a lot of people are aware, but in Australia, like that has been unless you're from Australia, that has been cracked down quite heavily. So the SEC equivalent in Australia is called ASIC, and a ASIC ASIC they have literally said that there might be jail time for Instagram and TikTok influencers if they start promoting financial products. Um, specifically in a way that it constitutes as financial advice. So they came out with a lot of information earlier this year and literally said if you earn money through affiliate links and you send your readers to online brokers, so like places where you can buy shares or cryptocurrency, that could be a financial service and so you're offering a financial service without a financial advice license And in the same way that the SEC has used an example by like getting Kim um, for this, they have tried to do the same with a guy called Tyson um, Skulls. And so Tyson is someone that is on TikTok and Instagram and he kind of shows this like luxury lifestyle of him posting sports cars and his yacht and he describes having this mobile trading office and I'll be honest, it's a little bit cringe Um, and he uses that to then encourage people to take his trading, like webinars and courses. And as we know, trading is a very, very highly speculative investing type. The research behind making money through trading is very low and he promotes his products with affiliate links as well. And so they've actually literally sued him for it and he's in a legal court case about it. I believe Essex and sec are using these people as examples of like this is what will happen like we're not just talk we will find you and we will sue you and um you know that's on one hand i think it's great because you know we want to protect our most vulnerable communities and on the other hand i think it's like a great reminder that not everyone online is going to be sharing
0: financial literacy to help you sometimes it's just to help themselves Mm. how do you like what are the red flags in those kinds of accounts
1: I think if people are like sharing their lifestyle as a, as like, hey, if you want what I have, if you want the Lamborghini and the nice car and all the travel, then do this and take this course. And if that course or if that webinar or that seminar is in some way a type of investing strategy that feels like a get rich quick scheme, like that's a red flag. That is like something I would walk away from. If someone was like, hey, this is like a slow and steady buy and hold strategy or approach, um, maybe I could get behind it more but anything that feels like oh he's young and he does all this I want that too let me jump in and like make a thousand dollars a week like that's just unheard of and it's very unlikely and those results are not typical and they will put in their disclaimers like these results are atypical. Don't think that you will get this data. While I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up. So if you have enjoyed this episode, if you want more stock market tea, definitely head over to our Instagram, our Facebook group. We put out podcast episodes every Tuesday and our Sticky Money Monday episodes every Monday. As always, if you also want to read our book, we'll add some links in the description below where you can grab that. Otherwise,
0: we'll be straight into the disclaimer. Before we go, thank you again to HSBC for not only powering this episode, but for the rest of the season. Don't forget to check out the link in the description to find out more. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.